Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine Missionaries Who Shared the Good News shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week, we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my new co-host, Matt. Howdy, friends. I am so glad to be here on God's Big Story. Sean left me some big rollerblades to fill, but I'm going to do my best. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here too, Matt. And we do miss our friend Sean, but we're so glad that he's serving God at a new church in a new state. Hey, Matt, guess what? What's up, Julie? This is season three of God's Big Story. How exciting is that? Oh, so exciting. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Last season, we learned about the start of Jesus' church and how it's more than just a building. The church is God's family, a group of people who love and trust Jesus. You're so right, Matt. And if you missed that season, feel free to go back and take a listen. This season, we're going all the way back to the very beginning of God's big story, to the first book of the Bible, Genesis. That's right, Julie. Have you ever wondered where everything came from and how we all got here? Well... This season, we're going to learn all about how everything began, where it all came from, and God's plan and promise to his chosen people. Wow, that sounds like a lot. And I also can't wait. But one thing at a time, today we're going to talk about how God made everything. Of course, using a story from the Bible. Everything? Everything. God made it all. Plants and animals and stars and Even you and me, Matt, God made everything. Wow, that is so much stuff. How in the world did he do that? I can't even make my bed in the morning. (laughs) I don't think making your bed is the kind of make we're talking about here. But I make things too, like peanut butter sandwiches, Lego castles, chocolate cake. Is that what we're talking about? Because I do that stuff all the time. That's a great question. Um, I wonder if there's someone who could help us understand what it's like to make lots of things. Oh, I know. How about an inventor? That is a great idea, Matt. Inventors spend lots of time making and creating new things. Let's say inventor together. Inventor. Did someone say inventor? Oh, hello. It's our very good friend, Professor Snigglebottom. Welcome to the show, Professor Snigglebottom. Thanks for having me, Julie and Matt. I can always make some time for my friends. (laughs) Good one, Professor Snigglebottom. 
So, I hear you two are talking about how God made everything today. Yes, we are. We're starting at the beginning of God's big story, the Bible, with the book of Genesis. And we are just amazed at the idea that everything we can see, and even things we can't see, are made by God. That's pretty impressive, huh? God is the ultimate inventor and creator. I love spending time making new things and have come up with some pretty neat inventions over the years, like flavored envelope glue and a toilet cleaning robot. I call it the PottyBot 3000. But no one can even come close to matching how much God has created. That's exactly what we want to learn more about. It says that God made everything, which sounds cool, but we make things too, so I guess we're just confused. It seems like God making everything is way bigger than me making a sandwich, but how is it different? Well, let me try to explain. First, the Bible tells us that God made everything out of nothing. Well, there's a fancy phrase for this idea, ex nihilo. Can you say that with me? You ready? Ex nihilo. Great. It means out of nothing. While I always make and invent things using material and parts that already exist, God made things out of thin air. He didn't use things that already existed and just rearrange them or put old parts together and make something new. God brought things into being out of nothing. There wasn't, and then there was. Wow. My brain hurts just thinking about that. Yeah, no kidding. That is so cool. I mean, way cooler than your peanut butter sandwich, Matt. But if he didn't use old parts or materials to make new things, how did he create Professor Snigglebottom? Well, I use my hands to make things. I have tools and gadgets that help me create my ideas. But God went about making things in a very different way. The Bible says God created almost everything by speaking it into being. He commanded that things be, and they were. He said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. And he said, let there be sky. And there was sky. Let there be plants and animals. And guess what? There were plants and animals, all by the power of his voice. That's amazing. I wish I could make my bed that way. Bed, be made. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Only God has that kind of power, though. That's one of the many things that make him God. Professor Snigglebottom, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing what you know. It is my pleasure. I love talking about God's creative power and how he is the ultimate inventor. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It is from God and about God, and it is true. Let's pray and ask God to help us listen and understand his word. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. Amen. Today, we are going to learn about the very first thing that happened in the Bible. In the very beginning, before there were people or animals or plants or sunshine, there was God. God has always existed. He was never created or made. He has always been here. 
That's right. And the Bible says that in the beginning, before anything was, God created the heavens and the earth. That means everything. There isn't anything seen or unseen that God didn't make. Name anything, and God made it. Anything? Yep, anything. Okay, uh, snow. God made it. Uh, lobsters. God made it. Uh, watermelons. God made those too. Uh, Komodo dragons. God made it. Wow. God is so wise and so powerful to have made all those things. Let's get an even closer look by reading from the Bible. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. I'll give you a moment to find it. Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2. Remember, it's okay to ask for help if you need it. If you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And he made everything simply by speaking. Can you point to your mouth? Good job. God didn't have to work hard or build anything to make his creation. He didn't have to gather together materials and make things with his hands. Can you hold out your hands? Good job. God just said, let there be. And there was. He just had to say the words, and it appeared. You and I don't have the power to do that. Only God does. Like, can I just say, let there be ice cream, and ice cream will appear? Or, let there be puppies, and puppies will appear? No, but God can say that, and it will appear. When God made everything, he did it in a special order. In six days, he made everything. Now, hold up one finger. On the first day, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said that the light was good. And on the second day, can you hold up two fingers? God said, let there be sky. And there was sky. And God said that the sky was good. On the third day, go ahead and hold up three fingers. God said, let there be land and trees and plants. And there were land and trees and plants. There were big, strong trees that reached high in the sky and beautiful, colorful flowers that smelled sweet. God said that the land and trees and plants were good. Then on the fourth day, now hold up four fingers, God said, let there be a sun, stars, and a moon. And there was a big, bright sun, a moon, and so many sparkly stars. And God said that the sun and the moon and the stars were good. On the fifth day, hold up five fingers. That's a whole hand. God said, let there be fish and birds. And there were fish and birds. God filled the waters with tiny little guppies and big dolphins that jump and giant blue whales. He filled the skies with majestic eagles and tiny little hummingbirds who can flap their wings faster than you can imagine. God said that the fish and the birds were good. On the sixth day, now hold up six fingers, God said, 
Let there be animals. And all the animals appeared. Giant elephants and fluffy panda bears, jumping frogs and tiny little ants. God said the animals were good. But God was not done yet. Also on the sixth day, God had something very precious to make. Man, when God made man, he didn't just speak, point to your mouth again, to make him. God used his hands, hold out those hands. And he gathered together dust and he formed the dust into the body of the man. Then God breathed life into the man. Remember, everything God made was good. But God said that man was very good. God made man precious because God made him in his own likeness. We call this the Imago Day. That's a fancy word. The animals and plants and stars were all created good, but they're different than people. People are precious to God and people are very good. On the seventh day, hold up seven fingers, God rested. Now that doesn't mean that God fell asleep. No way, God never needs sleep. It means that he had finished making everything and stopped working. Remember, God made everything from nothing. God made everything we can see and even the things we can't. And everything God made was good. God is so good and big and strong and made everything in the whole world. Hey parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery or a girl who defies death or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsinthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Now let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five Second Fly Through Review! friend, Professor Snigglebottom, is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Professor. All right. I'm going to ask you six questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everyone. Are you ready? Because here Here we we go. go. Question number one. Who made everything? God. Question number two. Did God make everything out of nothing? 
Yes. Question number three. How many days did it take for God to make everything? Six. Question four. What did God say at the end of each day after making something? That it was good. Question five. What did God say after he made the man and the woman? That it was very good. Okay, the last question. Are you ready? Question six. What did God do on the seventh day? He rested. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? We hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, spend some time outside looking at all of the beautiful things that God made. Talk about which ones are your favorite. Maybe a sunset or tall trees or an animal. Thank God for making such beautiful things for us to enjoy. And as we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that God made everything.
Thanks for listening to God's Big Story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. And if you'd like to read more about how God created the world, you can turn to Genesis chapter one and read the whole chapter anytime and maybe read it together as a family, perhaps over dinner. For more information or details about the show, be sure to check out this episode's description or visit tvcresources.net. And tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again real soon. Bye. Bye.